0: Welcome to The New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal, to provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The New Man Podcast. I'm your host, Sathya Sam, and it is so fun to be here with you guys. Thank you for listening in. I am just coming on the heels of a a really nice long weekend. Um, I mean, you guys are listening from uh, all over the world, according to my demographic stats. But um, for those of you who live in Canada, you would have had a long weekend alongside me. Because in Canada, the third Monday of every single May is Victoria Day weekend, and so we kind of pay homage to our commonwealth roots, uh, homage specifically to Queen Victoria, but um, long weekends are nice, man. It's nice to relax and recuperate and uh, get refreshed a little bit, and um, it's been busy, busy times, busy seasons, and even with you know COVID slowing things down here quite a bit still, uh, life is is full force, and it's busy, and it was really nice to relax. Anyway, I'm gonna jump right into content today. Um this is honestly, this is a, a very new development in my sort of methodology. And it's funny when you work on bigger projects like when I made my first course, which I, you know, called Deep Clean and has now become my signature program, I remember I, I made the course and I had a bunch of ideas and I I'd sort of laid out a framework and you know, all the pieces were there, but i i hadn't fleshed everything out some of the details I was still working out, and then, as I started to build content i I made these new discoveries, like either it was in the material I was reaching uh, reading rather like the supplementary material, or it was like as I was putting content together, I would have these new ideas, like just new revelations, new insights, new ways to sort of frame things and it's one of the coolest things about just setting out to do these projects is you you already have the material there. But usually you get more material and more ideas as you go further into a project. So that happened when I built the course and it happened when I wrote my book as well. And if you listen to, uh, you know, for a little bit, you'll know now that I'm in the process of working on a book. I finished the manuscript and um going through a few rounds of editing now and then um we'll probably release it maybe end of this year or beginning of next year we don't have it set yet that'll be um that'll have yeah the marketing team has to figure that stuff out still so working on that but when i wrote the book i had a couple you know new revelations new insights that came to mind and one of them is what i'm going to share today now i I don't want to go into too much detail yet although as we get closer to the release date we'll definitely unpack this one because it's an absolute gem but um basically what happened is i i wrote the second chapter of the book and the first book kind of explains my basic mantra to you know healing wholeness and long-term recovery from addiction and it explains the system, excuse me, explains the system and, um, and all of that. And I guess I, I was initially going to go right into the systems. So it's kind of like, okay, here's the overview. Here's our approach. We believe that, you know, behaviors rooted in belief, we believe that you have to go after the internal aspects of the individual. And when you experience healing there, the external components like the addiction take care of themselves. That's kind of chapter one. And then I wanted to go right into sort of the nuts and bolts, but I realized that I had to, I had to lay a bit of a framework or a foundation for my readers to actually understand um, what these practical components that I was gonna provide actually rest on. You know, you kind of give them a foundation. And I've, I just felt like chapter one, as solid as it was, it wasn't enough of a foundation for a reader to really get the most out of the book. And so I started writing about some of the key principles. And in my program, we we go through this very early on as well. We just talk about some of the key principles that are required for health and for wholeness and for long-term success in, in my programs, for sure, in porn addiction recovery in general. And to be honest, in just most areas of life where you want success and growth these five principles will always be necessary and i i just had a sort of an array of them you know i had five and they were kind of scattered and i don't think i even had five specifically outlined but i had a few different concepts in mind and then as i wrote chapter two i i suddenly just connected these dots i was like oh my goodness this is there's five core principles And they must be done in order. And when they're done in order, each one builds off the next. And they basically lay a framework for you to be successful in anything that you're doing. It it was like this kind of eureka, mind blown sort of moment. And I was so excited. I remember getting out of my chair and be like, this is it. Oh my gosh, like it all makes sense. It all just, it all fit together so well. And I was so proud of myself. Honestly, and it, it just again, like I I get excited about it because it's it's like, oh wow, I have another clearer and more concise way to explain something to my clients and to the people that listen to my podcast or read my blogs or follow me on social media. I, I have another thing that I can explain to them with clarity and concision that is gonna help them. And I and you know, when I think about it, like if I would have written that chapter with um, you know my different principles, and just kind of you know here's one, and here's another, and 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 take this one, and whatever. It would have been fine, you know. But the way I'm able to package it now and sort of present it in this kind of cohesive uh, and coherent manner, it really. It really excites me, and I and I know it's going to make a, a huge difference in people who are uh, able to sort of learn this framework in the way that I'm going to present it. So, I thought today I would just provide a bit of an overview, and like I said, this is a a bit of a teaser because later on, probably uh, closer to the release date, I'll be I'll be going through all kinds of things like this out of the book, and I can't wait uh, to do that. But in the meantime, um, here's a little bit of an overview of what I call the principle stack. So a couple of rules about the principle stack. Number one, these are presented in order for a reason. So you can't just pick and choose. You can't mix things up. These principles have to be followed in this particular order for you to maximize their impact. Uh, Second rule is that um, they are principles. And what that means is that the specific expression of the principle will vary from person to person and situation to situation. In other words, I'm not going to teach you the mechanics of the principle because the mechanics are specific to me. That's what really makes the deep clean methodology. But actually, you can take any of these principles and express them in your own way. You can you can do your own take on them. And it's going to be just as valid so long as it is true to the principle, it can't violate the principle itself. Otherwise, then you're um, then you're kind of playing with fire a little bit there. So those are the two rules um, that sort of shape how we approach this. And lastly, and probably uh, you know most importantly, is give yourself grace in this. If you if you're really going to apply these and and sort of take them to heart, um, give yourself grace as you as you sort of work them out. But make a decision that you are going to push past the challenges that come with it, because you know principles are not easy things to live by they require sacrifice um and as we're going to even see as we go through it, they require um some really important qualities in somebody's character to live out. but when you do, they are so rewarding, so worthwhile and and they end up they end up yielding way better outcomes than um than any other kind of just system that isn't maybe founded on principles per se, but just good information or good ideas. So let's get into it. Uh, the first layer of our principle stack is control. Now, control has a bit of an ugly word because you could have a boss who's controlling or manipulating or whatever. It's kind of gets lumped in there. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, control is being able to identify the things that you actually have ownership of so uh it means in an argument it's understanding that you're responsible for your words even though the other person might get you really worked up um it means that you take ownership of the things you have control over which are your words which are your perceptions Uh, which is how you respond to your emotions. These are things you have control over. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make in their journey to recovery, and really I would say in life in general, is they do not accurately or correctly identify the things that they have control of. And it ends up costing them dearly as a result. So identify the things that you have control of. Now, in a porn recovery context, that means that you have to look at your perceptions of women your perceptions of sexuality uh, how you think about yourself how you think about other people Uh, you have to take control over your urges over the desires that you have over some of your thought patterns these are all things you have control over but you have to identify that first before you can actually start to exercise that control and unless you identify them unless you can really uh, acknowledge the things you have control over you will live powerless you will live as a complete victim just oh i have these urges and and i just had to i just had to kind of release it i i had no choice i couldn't do anything else when in reality you have control over those contributing factors you just have to simply identify it first layer two of our principle stack is responsibility so first we identify what we have control over our feelings thoughts beliefs actions perceptions and then we take responsibility for them uh responsibility is the definition is in the word. It means you are able to respond. You're responsible. And so that is then choosing your response to those thoughts, to those beliefs, to those feelings, to those perceptions or to those actions. It is it is basically saying, this is on me, I'm going to own my part of it. And I'm going to take action. I'm not just going to acknowledge it. That's step one. That's that's layer one here. But layer two is I'm taking responsibility. And when you take responsibility for the things in your life that are contributing to your addiction, unbelievable things happen because you now become empowered to actually bring about a positive outcome to change it. And unless you unless you do this, you just wait. You wait that, and hope that God will deliver you. You hope that one day you'll wake up and things will be different. But you basically stay powerless and usually actionless because you have not identified the things you can control and you haven't taken responsibility for them. So these two principles are mission critical. Now, once they're in place, our third is, um, I, 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 I'm trying to think of the, the word, words I used in my, um, in my book, but it is essentially developing a why- and forming a vision. So really finding that deep-seated meaning, that deep-seated reason for why you want to pursue freedom. And in anything in life, you need to have this because when you encounter hardship, when you encounter challenges along the way, when things don't go according to plan or or you have a bit of a setback, you have to have a deep-seated why for what drove you to pursue this thing in the first place. So having a why really matters. Um, and, And having a vision is just as important. Vision sort of sets the course of this is where I'm going and why keeps you from drifting. So both are equally important and they allow you to stay the course in your pursuit of freedom from pornography. So we identify what we can control. We take responsibility for it and then we we lay a course ahead for us uh, by setting a, a grandiose vision. Not just a vision that feels attainable. Um, it can have some elements that are within reach or or close to, but we also want some things that are just beyond our wildest dreams, uh, because we want to set a course for for where we're looking and what's sort of driving us. And equally attached to this is a deep-seated why, something that that really uh, propels us. On those hard days, and so for me, one of my big whys these days is to become a man of integrity, um, and it is to become a world class father. And I don't have kids yet, but that is still it's a why for me. So I'm I'm setting up my finances. I'm taking care of my my own physical health now. I'm trying to set patterns. And, and just habits that are going to serve me when I do have kids and help me become a world-class father. That's a deep-seated why. And I have a vision board. I've sort of fleshed out what my life might look like five, 10 years from now. Some of my big, big dreams and some of my smaller things that would be kind of, you know, uh, maybe not that significant to a lot of people, but really significant to me. So uh, once we have our why and our vision The next thing and and a really important thing in this day and age is to delay gratification. Delay gratification. That means that you will have to choose short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. And if you don't, if you choose short-term rewards instead, then you basically can scrap principle number three. You can scrap your vision because it'll never happen you have to be willing to delay gratification. And as you pursue uh, recovery, this of course is a huge part of it. it. It's a part of it in sort of the obvious ways in the sense that uh, you know, you have these urges and these temptations that come up to look at porn or to masturbate. And so you have to learn to delay that gratification. But then there's also a, a broader component to this, which is that as you pursue recovery from pornography, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. It, it requires some time. Uh, it requires maybe some investment, some coaching or some courses or uh, some packaged programs, uh, which is you know what we kind of do here at Deep Clean. Um, it might mean that you have to uh, go invest in some seminars. It might mean that you have to uh, maybe say no to things that uh, that don't actually contribute directly to your porn consumption, but indirectly, like social media and device usage. It might mean that you have to delay some of these things. You have to put them off for a season. But it is worth it if you have a vision that is compelling and a deep-seated why. So again, this is where delayed gratification, um, it's an important thing and we should do it. But it's not enough to just tell somebody to delay gratification. They'll never do that on their own. Uh, we We just aren't wired that way. But instead, what we look for first is that deep-seated why and a compelling vision. And those are the things that then drive us to delay gratification, to remind ourselves... That this is why we are doing this. This is why as as easy as it would be to look at porn, I'm not going to do it right now because I have a family ahead of me. I have a marriage that I need to protect or that I need to get ready for. I have uh, some career goals and I need to get my productivity up. Whatever it might be, we delay gratification because that is ultimately going to lead us to success. And every day that you do not delay gratification, you delay your success. Every day that you do not delay gratification, you delay your success. And that's true whether it's in finances, relationships, business, porn recovery, your spiritual life, whatever it might be. So, we take control over the things that are that we have ownership of. And then we take responsibility. We manage our responses to those things. We uh, establish a deep-seated why and we form a compelling vision. And then we delay gratification in our pursuit of that vision. And lastly, the thing that seals it all and ties everything together, principle number five, the last layer of our principle stack, is consistency compounds. Consistency compounds. And what that means is if you execute the first four principles, but you only do them every once in a while, or you only do them uh, in little bursts and little spurts, it will only have a minimal effect. But if you can consistently do them day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, depending on what the principle is and how it gets applied, if you can do it consistently it will start to create a compounding effect. And it might take time. In fact, it will take time. Anything that compounds doesn't do it right away. You have to get the momentum going. And I often tell guys that you know recovery is a slow starting process. It, it takes time to really get that momentum. You might have some initial streaks or whatever early on. That's all fine, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual inner transformation that takes time to get going. But if you keep at it consistently, what happens with time is it's almost like you feel like this overnight success. Like you wake up and things feel so different and you're like, oh my gosh, it happened. It happened. It's the thing that I I always thought would happen. It just didn't happen the way I thought it would happen. And and that's usually because most guys dream that one day they'll just wake up delivered. It doesn't happen that way. But you put in the hard work and you do it consistently. And that consistency starts to compound. And before you know it, you start to have these massive results. It just takes time to get there. And more importantly, it takes time consistency so you must stay true to it which is why when you are doing this principle stack i encourage guys don't try like don't reach for the stars at first just start small just do little by little bit by bit because it matters more that you do it consistently than that you do it you know like over the top for a short period of time Uh, as far as recovery goes we always play a long game and consistency is Critical. So to summarize, our principal stack is number one, we take control. We identify the things that we have ownership of and we take control over them. Number two, we assume responsibility for the things we identify when we, uh, sorry, in step number one. So we take responsibility. That is, we are able to respond. We make adjustments. We eliminate things. We add things. We do whatever it is that we have to do to responsibly handle the things that we have ownership of. Number 3 we form a compelling vision and a deep seated why and we do these things to set a course to keep us on the path to keep us determined in the hard moments and to drive our ambi- our ambition and our zeal towards the goal we've set before us in this case recovering from pornography. Number 4 Number 4 we delay gratification we we do not take short-term rewards instead we delay them and we make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains knowing that if we can continue to delay our gratification and put off the short-term rewards it will have an exponential outcome that will uh, that will have way more fruit than anything we could experience in the short term so that is is principle number four and number five, very much tied into it. But as you exercise that long-term consistently, it will have a compounding effect. In other words, you will not just gain those long-term rewards that you delayed, but those long-term rewards have acquired interest. They, they have an exponential compounded effect that brings us a return far greater than anything we could have done in a quick burst of energy or passion. So that is our principle stack. Control, responsibility, a vision and a why, delaying gratification, and the compounding effect, consistency compounds. So if you want to put this into practice today, simply start with number one and number two. Principle one and two, that's where all success starts. And once you have that sorted out, then you can start moving to the next principles. Like I said, we're gonna go into this in greater detail in a future episode. Uh, But in the meantime, I hope this has helped you. I hope this helps you lead your life and become a man of integrity. And uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, I encourage you to subscribe to keep getting this content for free in your feed, uh, whatever it might be. And if you can leave a rating or a review, that helps me tremendously as well. Lots of love to you. Thank you so much for listening. Talk soon thanks for listening to the new man podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast you can share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on instagram at sathiamesam thanks again and see you next time